You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Tell me you love me. I need a good laugh. I'm holy water. You need a good bath. Whiskey and perfume. You had a nightcap. Now how about that? I've got a new friend. A perfect stranger. He's got a bullet with your name in the chamber. I'm body organ. Rearranger. You feel my danger. Show with Jay Dubs and Rocky. We're broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit Studios in Rock in Royal Oak, Michigan. Be sure to find us at podcastdetroit.com. It's Nooner Time. Somebody bring me a mirror. It's hump day. Hey. Hey. Nooner time. Hey. Nooner time. We're back. <laughs> We're back. Did you miss us? Yeah. They missed us. I, I know. know. Yeah. <laughs> Can you hear the applause? Yay. Oh, gosh. It feels so weird, though. It does. It does. I've never taken that much time off of anything. Yeah, I know. Because you're, you're a workaholic. Oh. She's a workaholic. No. Guys. But anyway, I'm so excited because what a way to come back with a group of creatives. I know. Get the season kicked off. And I'm so jealous because we can't do anything. But oh, yeah. that's not true. Yeah. Are no. you kidding me? Come on. You're, you're the hairdresser to the stars. Yeah, true. Yeah. That's, that's talent. That's true. Um, anyway, so did you get everything checked off your bucket list for the summer? Um, I pretty much did everything except the skydiving. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Uh, okay. No, skydiving? Just... You and your heels? Your high I heels? I couldn't find a good Groupon for it, so <laughs> I was like, never mind. Oh, man, I would never. <laughs> but I would a... do it in my heels. Would, I would. you, would yes. you do a Groupon for skydiving? Wouldn't you be scared? No. Why? That, because, you think the like, plane would be? Well, no. like if they, they're only getting half the money. <laughs> oh, there's no way. So half, take you no up halfway. Way. <laughs> no, we actually did do some good things, though, together yeah, this we summer. Um, we we had a lot of really good events that we participated in, like the anti-bullying Bullying, yeah. fashion show. Yeah. That was amazing. It was Very so powerful nice. show. Yes. Um, what else did we do? The back-to-school back rally. Back-to-school rally, where we mm-hmm. gave away backpacks yep, and that was shoes. Fun. And yes, we did really here, cool. we did 92 kids. Yeah, you guys Yes. but I just handed out my backpacks. my wrist and my hands still oh, hurts. Oh, I know. I it couldn't still believe the line of people. I mean, that the, was really a. Cool it started event. at eleven. They start lining up at like nine o'clock. Wow. Yep. Wow, that's fantastic. Yep, so. And then we wrapped up the summer at a dime concert. <gasps> Finally, we it, got to go. I know. I was so excited. Oh my I, god! I was. Well, it's think like, about it. We've had the founders of the Detroit Institute of Music Education on our show. We've had um, some of the artists from their label, Original Twelve Sixty Five, and then we've had um, the students from the um, sessions. 
three album. Yeah, session, so yeah, session that was our first time actually going to the school and going to the venue, like and the it's underground. So cool. it, it was awesome. Oh, wow. It was so cool. And then what luck! Who's sitting at our table? <laughs> at our table. At yeah. our table. At our table. Paul Reiser. He was so nice. He was amazing. He was amazing. So, yeah. And I loved how just like he he's asking us if we're part of Diamond. I know. We said no. <laughs> we're I know. Guests yeah. we're here to see and and we said what about you and he said well I'm I'm a guest too and you know I thought yeah. maybe he was like somebody's dad or yeah, something I, like I that and then all of a sudden they introduce this whole and, and we thing. look at him and we're like at, oh you yeah, didn't bother yeah, to tell yeah. us that part and he, he starts laughing you little he's like details. well. <laughs> But anyway, we're going to get him on the show. He's going to be on probably in November. So, and you bought him a drink. He, it was a sprite. Yeah, it was a sprite. He he didn't. I he didn't want a drink. So yeah, I was the only one that had the. drink. Yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah. you guys were drinking we, pop. You were trying to like suck up. Like, yeah, I don't drink either. <laughs> I'm like, just like really. <laughs> he, don't get mad. He liked me better than you. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get mad, oh, okay. lady. I'm not getting mad. Okay, so now look, you had yeah. some. You see, Jackie's being modest. Mm. She's she's an author. Oh, she just wrote her second children's book. Mm-hmm. That's going to be out pretty soon. Yeah, and the name, yeah. um, Felix discovers magic in the mud, and it's the second to the. It's part of a series, so. And it's yeah. it's I love it. Jackie. Aww, thank it's so you. Sweet. Yeah. Thank you. I, I yeah, the first one I gave to all my grandbabies. Did you? Yes. Okay. Good. I did. Good. 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 Um, well, we'll have some of the second ones for you. Thank you. To give out pretty thank soon. You. Anyway, so yeah, and so it's a good summer, and it's back to school. <laughs> well, I'm not. I don't, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, don't I just care. yeah. I know that's true. I I don't either really. But, but I do but. like to see the commercials when the parents are like in the pool. <laughs> They oh, leave yeah. and stuff. It's so funny. I was never that type of parent. Seriously. I was devastated. I would try and talk the kids into skipping the first You're couple crazy. days. No, what? I really, I had to ask You're, him. I oh had a hard time God. with it. I really did. I don't oh like the beginning God, of school. I just don't. See, you only had three. I had five at home. It was like, get out. <laughs> get out. I don't care out. if you're not in school. Right, go. go. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I don't have school today. You Go. Now, your if they were going to a school like Detroit Institute of I, Music Education, it's a whole different And then game. they would want to so, go, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. then I'd want to hear about it, too. Yeah, Those are papers yeah. I'd fill out. But, you know, yeah. the other stuff, nah, yeah. whatever. Whatever. Anyway. So, okay. Oh, and um, we have to talk about Miss Aretha Franklin. Oh, we have to talk about I that. know. Did you I just, watch the funeral? I, I, I didn't get to. I only saw bits and pieces because I was working. Mm-hmm. But it was just eight hours. It was. I mean, just the, the people that were there yeah. and the tributes and all of that. It was like, oh, my God. And then um, they said Mary Kay was the one that got all these people to come with their Cadillacs. Really? I was like, from all over where those Cadillacs I was, too. I was from. like, where are they? I mean, 120 of them? Yep. They came from all over. Wow. Just for the queen. How amazing. And then they changed their tribute. clothes. They changed their clothes and stuff. I know. My brother went. And he didn't did? tell me. He went to the to, to view her. Yeah. Okay. And didn't tell me. And uh-huh. I was actually off that day. So I was really hurt and oh. upset. I'm still hurt and upset. I wonder if she planned, like if she had anything to do. They said she do. did. Oh, she did. Yeah, that's what they said. Oh, well, that so. doesn't surprise me. Nope. You know? But, but when, what a tribute. I'm just going to tell you now, when mm. I die, yeah. I want my heels. Oh, I know you do. I know. We'll and have I to have want a to whole change viewing outfits. just for your, all I just your shoes. To, I don't want to change outfits. I just want to change shoes. <laughs> like each viewing. I want <laughs> to have like about three viewings, you know. <laughs> all different pairs of shoes. Yeah. 
Oh, we will do that for you. <laughs> okay, thank but you. yeah, that that tribute to her was so amazing, it was. and you know, it was just so cool to see because has any other artist really had that kind of world not attention? That, not that and, I remember. And, you know, like I mean, all they kinds even played play her song in England at the at the palace. Wow! The, the, did they really? Yeah, the um, the orchestra, the guards, or mm-hmm. what, they, changing of the guards. Yeah, or? they they played her song. Wow! And I'm like, look at all that recognition she's. Yeah, yeah. and then that she's they're the going to change the uh, the name of the park, Shane which Park. I think is just yep. awesome too, I do too, because it's all part of the whole mm-hmm. music revival that mm-hmm. we have going on here, and that's actually yeah. Why I'm such a huge fan of Dine, yes. you know, and I've told you that before, yeah, you is have. because I really feel like mm-hmm. they're a big part, and I see of, why. Yes, well, you you saw it on on the 24th. Oh my so. gosh, it was a r- wonderful and, show. Well, let's get on with this then. Let's get okay. on with the interview. But before we do, I want to just do a quick right. shout out to Tom Stewart Plumbing and Drains, serving the Metro Detroit Tri County area, from Fe- from Leaky Faucets to major plumbing repairs. Tom Leaky Stewart. Faucets. <laughs> plumbing can serve all your home needs. Give them a call at 586-625-7800 or you can reach them at tomstewartplumbing.com. A little rusty here. Uh-huh, I'm getting, uh-huh. got to get back into Those this. darn leaky faucets that get you. Anyway. All right. Well, <laughs> let's go with our um, intro. This segment is designed to showcase the stories of talented individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, and most of all, inspiring. On Friday, August 24th, 2018, the rising artist from Detroit Institute of Music Education released their album, Dime Sessions Volume 4, to a packed venue of music enthusiasts, including the Nooner team. Yay! The musicians involved in the production of this artful album are here to discuss their experiences in the music industry, the benefits of music education, and their plans as they move forward in their careers. And we're also going to showcase some of those songs that we had an opportunity Mm -hmm. to hear live. The Dime Sessions Volume 4 album is available on all social media platforms, including Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, and Amazon Music, just to name a few. So... Welcome, guys, to the Nooner Show. Yay! Welcome, welcome. So we're going to go around the room, have you introduce yourself, and um, tell us what you're majoring in at Dime. We'll start with George. All right. Hi, uh, my name is George Montrell Wilson, and I am a year three commercial songwriting student at Dime. Oh, wow. Year three. Okay. Interesting. Uh, my name is Ryan Haley. Um, I'm in my second year, and my major is commercial music performance for guitar. Okay. My name is Tay. I am a industry studies major, second year at Dime. Uh, my name is Allie Evenson. I am a third year vocal performance student. Okay, welcome. Welcome. We're so glad you're all came. Yeah. And I, I just want to say, you're, I just loved the whole show. It was wonderful. And then it made me feel really bad because I can't sing at all. And <laughs> it was like, you guys just made it look so easy. But we know it's not. That's why you're, you know, you're learning and all of that. But right, yeah. So there's so many different things that we want to touch on. Mm-hmm. Um, the obviously the music business, especially if you've been in it for a long time, there's it's ever changing. I mean, it's changing quick. Um, so there's a been a big shift now where artists are really starting to realize that they are entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and. 
with you guys, is that something that you have learned through Dime or did you always view yourself as an entrepreneur or do you not view yourself as an entrepreneur at all? Anybody want to take uh, that? Well, I'll go. Uh, Me personally, I found that Dime has helped support what I've known in the past before getting to Dime, which was a lot of self-promotion and a lot, like you were saying, entrepreneurship. You have to learn that on your own, depending on where you are. I've been doing it for a few years and um, I'm 26 now trying to definitely keep learning and keep evolving Mm -hmm. in that part as well as the artistry. So um, Dime definitely really helps round out information and and especially in fields that you probably wouldn't even think of Mm -hmm. as far as revenue streams and other things like that. So I'd have to say both. Okay. Okay. How did you end up deciding to pursue a degree in commercial uh, songwriting? Uh, Like, did you start, did you always like writing songs or? Yeah. um, So I had, well, there was a close friend that showed me the school after I had finished an associates at uh, Oakland Community College and I was in a space of understanding what I really wanted to do for me. And, uh, re- you know, regardless of revenue and things like that. And um, so what I ended up doing was uh, just looking at what fa- what gave me joy over the past, say, 10 years. And in high school, I started out, you know, writing songs and I learned guitar from some friends. And it really helped me get out different things life experiences you know Mm -hmm. i used to write cathartically Mm -hmm. and uh you know as i progressed writing that way and starting to write things outside of my life experience um just you know for fun storytelling um i looked back at that and i realized that this is something i could actually do and not only fulfill myself but you know i could make a career out of it and um yeah it was just that easy uh it was easy getting the direction now Mm -hmm. it's you know as it fulfills itself i'm just doing the best that i can with it what how oh here's rocky hey rocky oh rocky's here wait a minute this is interesting because today is national be late day it sure is it really is i forgot to say that yeah Yeah. so rocky (laughs) she knew um, is late yeah but um She's late every day. I thought that was just um, a holiday for people that are on time. Nope. Welcome. Anyway, but, um, we're glad George, you're here. I wanted to ask you, how did you, did you research Dime once your friend told you about yes. it? Or you just, okay. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. I was, I remember looking through the course instructor's mm-hmm. bios and things like that. And um, I actually, so the first day I actually stepped onto the campus was the day that there was a public masterclass held on a Friday. and. It was Stevie Wonder's band led by um, oh, wow. Nate Watts. Your first day on the campus? Yeah, that wow. was that was my first. I got to see. <laughs> that would make you want to sign up. Uh, to, yeah, right. And, um, I got to see, you know, C3 or Charles Laster play with the band. And, wow. And Lex wow. Wimes or Alex Zist. And it was, it cemented more that I really wanted to be a part mm-hmm. of, you know, what they had going on there at Dime. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it, where where do you see yourself like in five years as far as a commercial songwriter? That is that plan still being worked on. Mm-hmm. Um, I really I would like to see my own artistry take further steps as far as um, more of a platform that reaches out to people as well as, you know, booking more live shows and things like that. And I'll, also, actually, uh, I've been getting offers 
writing offers. So it's oh, already that's starting great. to that's great. trickle in and yeah, yeah. Um, work on different projects. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I really want to be able to have my pen game get out there and my artistry get out there and mm-hmm. more of the channels that even Sabrina has taught me about to bring in income and yes, so how do you say um, solidify that grounding of mm-hmm. being able to sustain myself even more with the music that I'm making. That's interesting. You just, you, you brought up a really good point there. I was listening to an interview with um, Snoop Dogg's manager, um, Russell Riddell. Riddell? 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 What is it? Riddell? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, he was talking about how he was saying that one of the things that has changed is artists today, every artist, he was saying, really needs to figure out what their story is and they need to connect it with a brand that is also telling that same type mm-hmm. of story because you really have to have more than just your craft going on in order to increase your revenue stream. Like you've got to you really do, that way? you know, yeah. collaborations. Yeah. And so do is that something though that you guys learn through school? Because a lot of artists, one of the things that I've you know, I've been connected to the music business for a long time. Um, and w- one of the things that has been a challenge for artists is to shift and wear that hat of, okay, this is a business. Mm-hmm. And so I have to jump on all different opportunities, not just focus on my craft. Is that something you guys have learned at, through Dime or was it something that you always you practice? Yeah. Uh, I was definitely something I was first introduced with at Dime, um, but it didn't take long to Figure it out. It's definitely difficult to do because mm-hmm. you think of art and music almost completely internally and it's almost something that is more important to you and that's its purpose is to be important to you and to be an expression of yourself. Um, and then you realize, you know, when you take the step to do this seriously and to do it for the, sustainably for the rest of your life that that needs to not change at all, but it also needs to be something you can tangibly market. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a challenge, isn't it? Yeah. Trying to figure yeah. out because you hear you hear people say you have to do what you have to do before you can do what right. you want to do. do. Yeah. But then there's that whole um, like walking that line, um, like how transparent should you be, and uh, you know right. all that stuff, all the that stuff going on in your head when you're trying to put out an album. How mm-hmm. do you decide? Um. How do you decide how much you keep true, true of who you are, but then also have it be marketable? Mm-hmm. I, I That's think a good question. it's pretty important to not let either side compromise. Mm-hmm. Um, the difficulty you'll have is you'll say, "Hey, this is this tune, and I put my entire heart and soul into it. What's it worth?" Mm-hmm. You know, because then you have to look at something you've just put a, a big portion of your own self into, and then see how it's adjudicated in money terms i think that normally art that you put your entirety into you know, as much of as of your effort and in your feeling as you can into will also be art that people want to consume um so if you don't compromise on both sides if you're vigilant and you make sure that the things that have to happen on the commercial or marketing side happen when they need to happen and also you make time for you to be able to express yourself accurately and to be able to put as much emotional effort as you need to in your music, then they kind of work together in harmony. Wow. Mm, that's really good. Well said. Very well said. So, and deeply. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and so you're you're uh, pursuing a degree in commercial 
Music performance. Oh, musical. Yeah. Music performance, specializing in guitar, guitar right? Yep. Yeah. And you opened up the show, actually. I did. Oh, yeah. Did. That was a, yeah. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you. the whole, that was a perfect opener. And then it everything else was, it all fell right into place. Is it difficult to perform in front of your peers? Is that harder to do that in front of your peers than it is like in front of strangers? I like easier. performing in front of strangers. <laughs> you do a lot more than I like performing in front of people I know. Really? Yes. Yeah, especially yeah. when we go to a school that, <laughs> like, it's all centered around music. Yeah. So, like, there are times where you'll be performing in front of strangers who really don't know anything about music right. and you can mm-hmm. mess up and people right. are like, like yeah. they don't understand. <laughs> but when you right. go to a school where everyone is so... They pick it apart. Yeah, yeah. they pick everything yes. apart. So yeah. it's it's a little... Mm. frightening at first but yeah you get used well, to it I, um tay i just wanted yeah. to say about you you oh, were you were yeah. walking through oh nora you know, was like and i was like over you. and i was like i was like who's that little guy right there just going <laughs> through there you know and then when you got on the stage i was like oh my god i know <laughs> i thought you were gonna jump on stage i know i just kept looking at jackie i was like <gasps> There's a little guy. <laughs> I know. Then he walked by us with the big voice. That's, yeah, that's big what voice. I wanted to say. Um, yeah. You know, one yeah. of the things that I did notice, though, um, it at that uh, concert was like the the level of support that was there. Mm-hmm. You could feel it yeah. in the room. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of times when you go to these venues and you see there, you can you can usually feel the competition. You know what I mean? A lot of times, you know, each band stays in their, yeah, yeah. each band stays in their own area Mm -hmm. and there's, you know, there's some support, but not where this, at Dime, I mean, it was amazing it was like because, a family. You could yeah, it everybody was excited yeah. for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I thought that was really, really cool. It has mm-hmm. to make it a little bit easier in this environment to be around people that are that supportive. Yeah, for sure. Everyone now, cares. Ali, you were um, featured on, um, was it Click On? Oh, well, Live in the D. Live in the D, yep. right? Okay. Yeah, I went on twice. Twice? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it was right after that show, right? Um, yeah, it was... The Monday, the Monday after. Okay. Like a few days after. So, and how long have you been at Dime? Uh, this is my third year. Okay. So, so and are, are all of you getting bachelor's degrees or what, yes. what yes. degrees are they? Yes. Wow, mm-hmm. really? And what, what about uh, your support system outside of Dime, like family, friends? Like when you tell them, I want to be a commercial songwriter <laughs> or I want to be a, a professional singer. What is it? Are they supportive? Yeah. What do they what say? Do, yeah. You can go ahead. I've <laughs> got nothing but good things to say. I want to. Yeah, yeah no. Um, well, I grew up. My mom is an art teacher. She's been in the arts, oh. and my dad is a performer and actor as well. Oh, so really? I grew, yeah, yeah. So I grew up in okay. a musical family, and uh, I discovered at like age two or three that I could sing, and then that's all that I did for the mm. rest of my life. Mm. Like I tried sports like I I ran track in like middle school and I was like nope not for me (laughs) and then I did like marching band and everything so that's been my whole life so it was kind of inevitable to just want to go into that right and I think if I would have said anything else my parents would have definitely been like but what about music wow (laughs) really so yeah Yeah. well I mean they have they both have an art background or yeah. performing background. they're both my biggest fans oh my that's mom, great dad, so that's yeah. great <laughs> what anybody else george i know you were gonna well i was gonna say uh i've felt nothing but love from not just my family but people outside of my family friends um people that i run into at you know a day job i have um you know it's 
seriously, uh, it's a, co- a combination of things. Like it could be the music revival that's happening in the city. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, people who are supportive of following their dreams after maybe a generation or so of mm-hmm. people having to go to work nine to five head right. to the ground. And I'm not saying work isn't important, but right. you know, it's a different, I feel like we're in a different time of people being supported and following their true passion that's and great. being able to become the fullness of who they're meant to be, you know? Right. Um, so I've, yeah, I've heard nothing but positive things. Oh, that's yeah. great. That's fantastic. A, yeah. It's a little bit rockier um, <laughs> I'm, for me. I, yeah. I'm the first musician <laughs> in my family, like, period. Like, we just did the Ancestry.com thing to, like, see, like, where did you <laughs> You I'm were, the only you one. Were, you were hoping it was going to end up yeah, like it. I was, it touched I was like, hopefully there's like a, a great grandpa yeah. somewhere <laughs> that like, even if he played the trombone or something, just for and some perception. And there was perception. nothing? No, it's, oh, nothing. I'm the, I'm the first amazing. one. Wow. And, uh, it's, it's been a, a pretty long stretch of really blue collar, head to the ground, nine to five people mm. in my family for a while. So mm-hmm. it, they, they didn't, I think it took a while. Um, they were supportive the entire time, but it took a while to kind of adjust mm-hmm. what ambitions I would have as differently to maybe say how their parents looked at them. Because, mm-hmm. you know, my my dad especially was really big into hands-on work and he still works in hydraulics to this day. So, yeah. like, mm-hmm. it, it was it was weird, I think, for them to now have this person that, that wants to pursue the arts um right for an extended period of time after really having no perception right uh, for it but they they've come around or the, because they, I, they I were think, always around but yeah, they yeah. were they they have gotten used to it i think a little well, bit more what do they say when they see you i was perform? just gonna say they, I'm sure like, when they, they, they like it they, yeah, yeah, yeah my uh, the... my dad always talks about how uh like i would had just bought a guitar or something and he like when brings back memories of me being frustrated at how bad my hands hurt and stuff mm. so i think it's it's something they didn't expect yeah um but it's something that they appreciate that we can do and they they're happy that i'm doing something that i love that's awesome i think the when you're around a support system like diamond if you've made the decision to surround yourself with people who are obviously so devoted and right. so experienced with their craft it's hard to bring even the most staunch, you're not going to make any money doing this parent mm-hmm. in that environment and then being like, yeah, you're not making any money. <laughs> <laughs> you see all these really talented people doing really talented things consistently right. and surrounded by people who are continuing that to happen. Right. Like, all right, well, if he's, if these are the kind of people they're going to be surrounded by, then they probably got a good chance to mm-hmm. do this right. Yeah. right. I think that's yeah. kind of how it happens Yeah. from my okay. situation. That, that's right. fantastic. Yeah. Well, my story is a little <laughs> rocky as well. Um, like my my father um, is like a computer nerd mm-hmm. and he's like a, a vet. So like his idea of work is very like mm-hmm. feet on the ground, like getting your hands dirty, yeah. trade. Um, and, and like all the other members of my family, like no one has really been into the arts. At some point, maybe they did the arts and they were like, eh, that's, right. that's, mm-hmm. right. that's for fun and just kind of abandoned it. Um, so, and I was like a straight A student until high school. And I was like, I want to go to an arts high school. And I started off going to this other high school that was not renowned, but it had a pretty good academic standing and all mm-hmm. that. And I was like, I don't like this school anymore. I want to go to an arts high school because I want to do art. I want to wow. sing and act, right? And so 
my family's like, what? What are you you talking about? Um, But so it took some getting used to. But once I was like, this is what I'm doing and this is what it is. And I'm not changing because nothing else is going to make me happy. Nothing else is going to make me a better person. So I need to dedicate my time, my life to this. Mm -hmm. People were like, "Okay, well, Okay, what are we gonna do about it? Wow, right. so. you did, you discovered that at a pretty young age, yeah. then. Yeah, because people go through life, you know. I mean, fifties and sixties, still trying to figure out what their mm-hmm. purpose is. Yeah, I figured it out really early on. <laughs> I think I knew there were like moments in my life where I like. I think I saw Purple Rain and I was like, I want to be Prince. Mm-hmm. I saw Michael Jackson. I was I like, I want to be Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Uh-huh. And I was like, it was all these other artists. I was like, these people are cool and they do things that I want to do. I was like, okay. Um, and then I was like, well, and I kept saying, I want to be a doctor. I want to be this. I want to be that. And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> so by the time I got to high school, I was like, I don't want to be any of that. Yeah. I don't like any of this. Yeah. So let's just, let's be honest with ourselves and do what it is we want to do. Yeah. But, but your family saw your talent too, right? Did yes. Yeah. 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 Once it, it, but it was all about like me just really stepping into mm-hmm. the truth and, be, and allowing people to see it mm-hmm. because before it was like, no, I want to do this. Um, and all of that was just kind of in the in the background. Mm-hmm, right. But once I was like, no, this is what it is. This is what I want to do. And they were like, well, let us see. And then then once they saw it, they were like, wow. OK, yeah. well, mm-hmm. right. You can't deny that. You can't that. deny right. that. Yeah. No, right. <laughs> so. yeah. It, it is a hard thing, though, as a parent, I think, to um, yeah. because, I mean, you know, let's face it, whether it's pursuing a career in music or being an entrepreneur and opening up any business, the only guarantee is the struggle. There's no guarantee in success. And and like you said, as a parent, you always want your your kids to to be self-sufficient and be able to take care of themselves. Right, and quit asking us for money. Right, right? Right. (laughs) No, I told my grandmother very early on, I was like, I might live in your house for like 10 years. Now, was that your grandmother at the show? Yes, or, my grandmother was at the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was so sweet. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. I kind of figured. I think she's accepted the fact that it's like, okay, well, he might live at my house for a while, and she, and so every time I try to move, she's like, you know, you don't have to leave. It's okay. It's like, uh, okay. Cool. <laughs> um, now, you guys have your. It sounds like you have a good plan for mm-hmm. your future. Um, is there a, a backup plan? Does anybody have anything? As far as Allie's another like, plan, no. in, case, in case that career, you know, doesn't work out. I think it always comes back to music at some point. Yeah. It does. Even if it's yeah. not, you know, maybe you're not performing, you're yeah. maybe not playing, but you're working uh-huh. in music. And mm-hmm. so I'm not going to go just be like, oh, well, music didn't, I'll be a bank teller. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's going to come a back. Bank yeah, teller. right. I'll yeah. tell you you're in debt. Yeah. But like, <laughs> uh, it comes back to music at yeah. some point. You're going to work in A&R, you're going to try to yeah. get into the industry yeah. side, or, you know, you'll teach. Or It, it mm-hmm. comes back to Somehow notes on paper. Somehow it'll be at some connected point. to that. Yeah. that yeah. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's um, either plan A or, or nothing, honestly. It, mm-hmm. Like, to be a full-time musician and to like really dedicate yourself to that it's hard to dedicate yourself to something else yeah and then say i'm just going to do this on the back end because music requires so much of yourself right to perform to promote to create it requires so much mm-hmm. right so to put that on the back burner is really doing yourself a disservice if mm-hmm. you love it and it's really doing the music a disservice yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's fantastic you, that's you guys are all like just old souls i'm looking at you i'm like Ooh. <laughs> definitely uh <laughs> business people yeah let's listen to one of the songs which one are we gonna listen to right now uh we've got the one okay and who who was involved in in the collaboration of the one she is not here she's not here 
and that's okay. produced by uh, the great Clinton Denard. Oh, okay. Shine my way, you left with new seven digits in your phone, babe. Can't lie, denied my attraction, but now I think about you every day. I can't help feel the way I do about you. Love, 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 love. Yep. <laughs> snap, 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 snap. <laughs> what do you want to say, Sabrina? Alex asked, um, th- when she brought this song to us, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. So she wrote it? She yeah. wrote it. On her own. On her own. And um, we paired her up with the producer, Quentin Denard, who has an amazing um, discography mm-hmm. himself as a producer, as an engineer, and even as an artist. And when they brought the final piece to us, we were blown away. Wow. It was already great, mm-hmm. yeah. but it was even that much better. And so we're really proud of uh, Alex Est. Um, again, she's uh, she graduated 
from Dime this year. And she's the only student who has been featured on all four Dime Sessions volumes. Wow, really? Yes. Um, And so for that, we're just like really proud of Mm. her. She's she's just been amazing. How how does the student get featured on the the albums? How does that? What's the process? um, Where um, everybody that's interested submits. Um, we have a, a team that reviews the music and, um, so what do they submit? Do they submit us? They submit demos. Oh, they oh. do. Sometimes it could oh. even be something through your iPhone, just okay. like a, the most basic demo. Mm-hmm. And the, the beauty of those who are listening, um, for instance, our president, Kevin Nixon, who's also in his own right, just has a great discography oh, as sure. producer, as writer right. himself. Um, and Elise McCoy and okay. uh, our um, other director, Carl Middleton, and just others have put their ears to this. And so they know how to hear the most basic mm-hmm. and know, okay, mm-hmm. this deserves to, you know what I mean? Okay. And so we, uh, and this is the first year that we also incor- in- included um, uh, student submissions from our dime, our um, new location, Dime Denver. Oh, wow. In conjunction with um, Metropolitan State oh, yeah. University there. And then, of course, the students from Dime Online also got a chance to submit. Oh, and wow. so we had this abundance of music to listen to. Wow. And those that rose to the top were the ones that made it. So it was a it was a nice review process. Wow. And then um, from there, they were able to get paired up with their producers and they just got to work. And the interesting part is that another producer on the album who also teaches at Dime, Drew Schultz, he uh, this is his second lucky time to be able to work with someone overseas. So through Skype and through technology, they were able to share files and he was able to produce this artist who wasn't even in the locale. Yeah. Wow. And so that's a testament to his abilities right. and the abilities of our students as well. Right. So again, this is just a great body of work that we're really proud of. And these guys here that you see, not everybody could make it. Right. But um, they were the uh, creme de la creme of all wow. the submissions. I'm so glad you explained how they get on the, yeah. on the, um, the volumes. I, because I was just thinking um, that you just, whoever was like, um, third year or whatever you just mm-hmm. you know they do a cd i didn't know it was like that so yeah like, and it's yeah. distributed internationally through wow. caroline yeah. uh, records which is a uh, um distributed by capital mm-hmm. so this is no small potatoes yeah i see and wow. um wow. they really get an opportunity through this process to work with again professional producers uh for a lot of them it's the first time that they've worked in renowned um studios mm-hmm. um with professional high level engineers right um and they go through a bit of um artist development to an extent you know Mm -hmm. um so it just kind of takes them through every step down to the release and what's you know what's Mm -hmm. expected and what's required of an artist to really push the product Mm -hmm. because people think oh now that it's out it's time to just kind of chill out oh no now the real work right right you know what i mean and so that's the phase that we're on right now wow that's great how so how long does it take to put an album like this together well you know what um we have um we had a, a a madness to our method um, hmm. where we knew that we wanted to have, you know, the summertime to really pull it all together mm-hmm. and have it ready to go. And then these guys, thankfully, even though they were away from dime and sessions were out, they were still very involved, even down to the photo shoots and, and that type of thing. And we wanted it to be released 
um, during the first week of school to just mm. have this be this right. big culmination. And mm-hmm. now everybody's back too, and we can all push the record together. Okay. But um, um, Kevin is is one who once he puts his mind to it and he knows we can get it done, we can get it done. Mm-hmm. And so some records and some recordings all depends on the vision and what's needed and mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. But these guys got in, rolled up their sleeves. The producers pulled in. Like, they each had one eight-hour session to knock this out. Wow. And so wow. through that, they also understood, hey, when you're on the clock in the in the studio, you don't have time to right. waste because yeah. money is, is a right. Yeah. right. So at the end of the day, learn to practice and practice and do as much pre-production as possible so that when you get in there, you're done. Right. You can knock it out. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? And so uh, they each had one, one eight-hour session. Um, and, or some did like a two, four hour session. Mm-hmm. Um, they worked with their producer maybe two or three times before. And this is what you got. And some people wow. can work with their producer for months and right. don't. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. And so that again is a testament to their professionalism and what is being instilled in them, what they bring to the table innately. And then the, just the beauty and the blessing of the producers that we tapped on who said, yeah, I'll do this. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know? That's Great. so cool. Mm-hmm. And how disciplined you must have to be to yeah. be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I would be like. Was that intimidating, though? Uh, I was just going to say, because I'd be in there going, oh, oh I, I forgot the words. I'd be. <laughs> yeah. I forgot the words. Um, was it intimidating or. Uh, how did you feel going in with these producers? You kind of, and know you have to have it done. And like adrenaline head down. Oh, like I bet. Okay. And then it's, For sure. It's kind of right to the neck. Like, mm-hmm. this is what we need to do. So that right fueled now. you? and Yeah. I mean, it it gets to the point where, like, you can kind of look past it and see, like, efficiency first mm-hmm. before how nervous I am to mm-hmm. sing on a record. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when you walk out of it, you're like, oh. Good thing I didn't really have time to think about uh-huh. the fact that that was a little scary <laughs> yeah. because it would have taken a lot that's, longer. That's got to be worse. great training, too. I would yeah. imagine that that uh, translates into your live performances, too, to be able to control the, the anxieties and mm-hmm. yeah. nerves and stuff Just like that. The experience of being able to work in a studio professionally is completely invaluable, and it's something that not a lot of people get to have until mm-hmm. after school, you know, in the music mm-hmm. industry, too. So being able to have that in your hand before we're done with the major is as far as real world application mm-hmm. is concerned, really, really, really valuable. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I want to know, does anybody like Beyonce, she has Sasha fierce. Does anybody have an alter ego <laughs> on the stage? No, no. See, well, I think George does. George, I want to say this too. You're so Zen. You, yeah. you you're you calm me. You very calm me. <laughs> so I'm looking at you. It's like I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you put me to sleep. Okay, go I ahead. I hope I didn't do that Friday. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Mm-mm. No, um, I was gonna say I feel like there is there are few or many hats, but they're hats that everybody has to wear mm-hmm. in their own life, let alone music. So mm-hmm. right, you true. know, we come up in an age where we have the smartphone we can multitask um you know we work jobs we have our craft that we we do we go to school we have family lives we have social lives we have anything like chores you know like right so what i'm getting at is you know with when you're performing it's almost like that's something you don't get to do 
you know, 24 right. seven, you know, it's like a small window of time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I feel like for me, I know I get in a mode. So mm-hmm. I just, you know, it's not, it's not, yeah, it's do or die basically. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a chance to really feel free and do what you want, you know, outside of all the other hats that you have to wear. Well, so, so how do you prepare like that, for a show then? How do you um, tune out all the noise uh, and focus just on your performance? It is, well, to be honest, I, I show a lot of gratitude to the things that got me there. And I basically allow myself to be really calm and I just, you know, the more you, like, we can all attest to this, the more you prepare before in a, a performance, yeah. like, even, or a studio session, or, because studio is performance too, you know, mm-hmm. the less you'll have to worry about. So yeah. as much before the day of, you know, I look at how much I actually did, and I just, I'm okay with it, because by the time that the night comes around, there's nothing much you can do except just give your best shot. Right. Mm-hmm. So. so I allow myself to be really calm and be okay with what I did, and, you know, you can nitpick it, but... Mm-hmm. What's that going to do? You but got to set yourself to do well. And the the key is preparing. Preparing. I agree. And it takes, it takes mm-hmm. a load off. And, right. Um, other than that, yeah, you know, try to breathe and really, yeah, gratitude and, and being yeah. happy that people are showing up and that I have this opportunity. And it really helps out with just getting in that space to do as the greatest you can. Right. Mm-hmm. Are any of you worried about uh, failure? Yeah, I think we all are. <laughs> I think that's kind of just like one of the what, main What's your fears. definition of failure? Um, oh, boy. Uh, well, I guess it's just the opposite of my idea of success. Which is what? Um, just kind of p- making people happy with my music. That's all, mm. I, that's all I really want to do is I, I just want to write and sing and perform for the rest of my life and, you know, do that professionally, find a way to do that in the industry. But it's just, so the opposite of that would be, you know, going to a plan B or something, Yeah, you know, completely giving up music Mm. and working a job that I absolutely hate. That would be my idea, like my idea of failure. So. Okay. Anybody else? I think that, uh, my, our, all of our ideas of success are pretty much the same. You know, I, we all want to play or sing or write or whatever the, in the way that makes someone feel the way we felt when we made the decision to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I guess failure is just any other road that doesn't have some kid for me, some kid hearing me and saying, Oh, I want to play like him. Mm-hmm. That's, and that also makes like a music theory test or some kind of pedestrian thing that you have to do in, in school a lot more intense when you walk into it and you're studying for it not just mm-hmm. i need to pass this test so that i get a good grade it's i need to know this stuff so that one day i can write something that makes another kid want to do this yeah oh um, that's great so that's a, yeah, that's really that's cool a, yeah. that's one mm-hmm. thing that kind of def- what will define success for us at some point so do you re- do you guys find yourself that yourself that you remind yourself of the why you started this in the first yes, place, absolutely. Yeah. You know, because it, 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 I, I love the music business and I love the arts because I have no talent in any of it. So, <laughs> I just, I love being around creatives. But I do always wonder how do people keep doing it because it, you know, there isn't any consistency. And when people around you are, you know, you guys are young, but when when your friends start 
uh, getting married and buying homes and having families and there's a consistent paycheck, how how do you stay in something that it there really isn't consistency? It takes a long time, really a long time. Something that helped me was keeping it simple and remembering, like you're talking about, remembering the why. And I feel like it's easy to get pulled in a lot of different directions, but things like vision boards or oh, just a, like a like a, something I just started yeah. doing was a giant calendar, you uh-huh. know. And like you, you address your goals, but you also have maybe like a major thing that you maybe you get a gold tack for it, or maybe you outline it in whatever like your favorite that. color is. I like that. Just yeah. different. There's different ways to to keep on track, right? And mm-hmm. also, it's like I feel like a lot of us have, you know, even in music you have different visions that may come through you or you may change your mind. Right. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, rem- as we remember the why, sometimes that why changes a right. little bit True. or a lot of bit. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, I feel like it's important to just keep it kind of visual. At, at least yeah. for us, we're, we're auditorily blessed and also keeping a, something in front of you. Mm-hmm. Well, I think too, that I, something that I can contribute to this conversation that a lot of you guys can't yet is that I've been in the game for 25 years. Right. So to answer your question for someone who's been in it for this long, I think Allie, your parents are a testament to one of the other key components that's important. It's difficult to stay the course if you're not surrounded by intimately people that will support you and root you on or that even understand. Right. And so for your parents both to be in the arts and to be in some, there's not the one at home like, oh, who are you going out with? Oh, what time are you coming back? Oh, you've got to go here. You've got to fly there. You, you're with somebody who understands, mm-hmm. who's doing the same thing. Right. And so, you know, whether it's family, significant other, you know, in those circles, right. that's another key component that keeps you from just going to get work at the yeah. post right. office. Yeah. And that seems that's to true. be a, a key element, that connection that Dime mm-hmm. offers to yep. because um, that's one of the things that I, I've noticed. Um, I know we're running out of time, so let's get another song played real quick here. That way we can talk about it. Okay, this one's Minnesota. All right. Who's, who was part of that? Me. Okay. <laughs> Did you write this? Yes. All right.
like that uh-huh. if I sounded I'd never take these headphones <laughs> off. that was so your voice is incredible really is. I you mean just beautiful uh, when you write like when you were writing that do you write for yourself or do you write for who you think is going to be listening well with this particular song I wrote it for myself you did so yeah oftentimes I might write for other people listening but I think Honestly, even when I'm writing for other people, it's always for myself. Okay. Um, even if the story isn't about myself, like there's always that element of it that is about me. You know, like okay. every author leaves a piece of themselves in each book. Oh, so right. it, it always is for me. But at the end of the day, like music or art isn't for the creator. It's for the people who see it. Right. So, a little so, bit of both. So yeah. when you guys write, though, do you picture who is going to listen to that music or who you want to listen to that music? It doesn't always come across that clear. Because yeah. I feel like we're in the moment. Like, yeah. I know I'm in the moment. Yeah. Sometimes I'm just strumming away and yeah. it it doesn't even appear to me that nope. it's going to be heard by a bunch of people. You know, yeah. right. mm-hmm. it's just like, this is what feels right, mm-hmm. you know? And you play but, guitar on that record. I played guitar for the performance. For the performance, oh, for the performance. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it'll be like little... Subtle things that mm-hmm. I'll think, be like, oh, this will get somebody. Like, guitar tone for me is because, like, I remember, like, listening to Led Zeppelin records when I was a kid, and, like, the way the guitar tone on those records are would give you goosebumps. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it'll be even less the song and more or less the execution that you can oh, be like, oh, that's yeah. that's what's going to get You can people. bring that yeah. to life yeah. through the tone. Yeah. That's right. interesting. And it's not just for, you know, you can do it with certain. Yeah. Like instrumental parts, like mm-hmm. uh, that drum fill is going to make one kid want to play drums or whatever it may be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even, yeah. Like, so, even like vocal melodies, like like um, oh, yeah. choosing like a different vocal melody or like how it harmonizes over the chords is yeah. like yeah. super cool. Like I have this weird thing where I always sing like the seventh of a chord, the major seventh, and it always works. It It works out in my songs, which is nice, but like it's something that I do, but it's something that I, I also feel like, ooh, the listener will like that too. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, because okay. it's kind of quirky. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, we are going to close the show with uh, Little Boy Blue. So we're going to play that at the very end. But Ryan, you wrote that song, right? Yeah. And yep. that's the song you opened the show with. And you yes, you played and you sang. 
Yeah, that yeah. was fantastic. It was really the, fantastic. It's the first time I've ever sang in public. Really? really, and on the record as you well. Would no never know way! It. Thank I, you, I never thank you. I, it, wow! It took me a while to. Uh, I would have never known. No, not at all. <laughs> to get the. If you hadn't said anything, metal together. Yeah, yeah. you we you guys not. are all phenomenal mm-hmm. performers. Thank That's you. the other thing, thing too. Um, it, it's you. not just about the music. Right. Um, I mean, the music has to be good, but when you're going to a live show, it's like the whole performance, mm-hmm. it has to connect with you emotionally, especially... And you all you connected. Know, yeah, you guys yeah. really did. Like, everybody mm-hmm. was really into... You guys were in... You were, like, mm-hmm. almost a different person on oh, yeah. stage. Yeah. Like, there was For a different sure. character. <laughs> yeah. um, that It was fascinating to watch, and, and just amazing that you guys are so young, and, and you're that good. Mm-hmm. Thank so I have much. no Thank doubt so that uh, we're going to be hearing yeah, a lot don't about forget you guys. About yeah, don't forget about the rich and interview. Yeah, don't blow <laughs> us off, okay? Uh, but anyway, all the best to you guys. We are going to close the show with uh, Little Boy Blue. Uh, but before we do that, we have to. Oh, he's point. George is pointing over there. Oh, what? Oh, well, I just wanted to say for anybody that wants to uh, learn more about what we do at Dime, our amazing programs, our master classes that George mentioned was the thing that got him in. Uh, Short courses, we're registering now for spring uh, 2019 as well. Uh, Go to dime-detroit.com for all this great information. And you don't, and they have also all the summer camps too. Like if you don't want, if you're not pursuing a degree, there are a lot of different workshops and different classes too, right? That yep. you can, you can go to. And it's such a, a cool venue. I mean, mm. uh, yes, I enjoy I know. Oh. All right. Let's start it. with, uh, so everybody got their fortune cookie. Yes. George is excited about his. Go <laughs> yep. ahead, George. What does it say? My fortune reads. At nine. There are riches headed your way. <gasps> wow. All right. As a commercial songwriter. Yep. There you go. That's a good one. Go That's ahead, Ryan. I love these things. <laughs> Life will soon become interesting. Ooh. That's a little ominous. I don't like that. <laughs> Take the chance while you still have the choice. Ooh. Ooh. Love it. Deep. Mine says a friend will bring you a big surprise. Oh, no. <laughs> so a record contract. Maybe, right. yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Did you, uh, mine says a, a pleasant surprise in, is in store for you. As long as it's pleasant, that's cool. I'll take it. <laughs> okay, dang it. Okay. You ruined my surprise. No. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Financial prosperity is coming your way. Oh, yes. I want yours. Let's change it. <laughs> and mine says you will be recognized and honored as a community leader. <gasps> hey. You would, yes. And yes. I yes. yes. Oh. And how You're can you not be? Right. You've exactly. done right. a Thank lot. You. Yes. Thank you. So thank you for being here, Sabrina, and bringing everybody of today. Course. And all thank the guys best to you guys. Thank you. Um, Thank you for having, having us. us. Yeah. We're yeah, glad to be so back much. with the new season. We are booked up, and uh, we have a lot of great, inspiring stories this, uh, coming up. And remember, Mom. sometimes the only mode of transportation available is a leap of faith. Thanks for taking a Thank leap of faith with guys. us, and nice. happy hump day. Happy and hump day. We're going to close it with Little Boy Blue. Little boy blue goes a bit too quick for me 
Little boy blue's been asking me another question. Little boy blue can ask what he wants from me. He, he said, Mama, I wanna be just like Eric Clapton. She said, You're playing the blues and that's enough for me. Little boy blue got sick and tired of asking. The king ain't such a bad thing to wanna be. Shining fast and there's no one to help him now 